All right, guys. Should we do this? Let's go. Welcome to the Pause, Rewind, Play podcast. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Pause, Rewind, Play podcast. This is Josh Wilbank, and you can find me on Twitter at shortyoshi127. I'm here with Casey Yardley. What up, podcast world? You can find me on Twitter at INCaseyLee. And of course, Vince Bradley. Hey, at Vince Bradley over on Twitter. Um, I don't really don't have much on there right now, but I'm hoping to fix that soon. So maybe give me a follow and it might be worth you later worth your time later yes definitely we all are going to be getting on our twitters a lot more tweeting our movie thoughts everything so go ahead and check us out and we are excited to be here this week talking about movies with you this week's movie is spider-man homecoming we all watched it this week we have a lot of good thoughts about it a lot of good notes we've thought about it a lot all week and so i took notes for this movie i did. sat down <laughs> it was like 11 o'clock at night, my wife was in bed, I pulled out my phone, my notes, and I watched this movie, and I took very little notes, but there were specific things where I was just like, I want to talk about this, I have to write it down. And I was watching the movie, but we had to like pause it three times so I could go check on my dog, because she was being yeah, so irritating. Yeah, so we're pretty excited. Obviously, like I mentioned last week, we've got Vince and I's you know, second reactions, or however many times we've seen it, reactions to the movie, and Casey was watching it for the first time this week we'll see how he reacted to it i'm a new infant i was born again to watch this movie <laughs> which i was so surprised because casey's always you know we've seen a lot of the marvel movies together a lot of different things so we're pretty excited to be talking about spider-man homecoming this week but first really quick we're just gonna go over um stuff that we've been watching what's coming out in theaters soon just a little bit of movie news uh casey what you've been up to recently I did watch the first three episodes that Hulu released of The Handmaid's Tale. What a great, great series. I'm loving it. A lot of people feel like it's a very controversial series. I don't need to get into that, right? This isn't about politics. It's about movies. But if you like a good story and are curious about, you know, the world as it could be, check it out. And also, uh, I continue to watch a little bit more of Good Omens. And I love it. Great, great way to portray a great book. Like, that's what I've been on this week. I've never even heard of Good Omens until you mentioned it last week. Like, I saw the ads on it last week and stuff, but I kind of just wrote it off as some goofy-looking, you know, Amazon series that will disappear. But I can't – like, I'm hearing about this show everywhere now. Lots of people are loving it. Yeah, you you most definitely, like, Vince, you've got to watch it, and anyone out there should give it a try. It's it's one of those that it'll make you think a little bit, and I kind of like it because – and I'm not trying to give off any spoilers, right? But we have been led to believe and kind of a lot of us see the world one way and this kind of helps you see it a different way, which I completely love. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't watch a lot. I've been doing a lot of kind of like side work. So I'm on my computer a lot and don't want to put something too deep on while I work on it. But I watched, I just finished up the series that a buddy of mine um, recommended to me. It's called Episodes. And uh, the only name kind of that stands out in the whole cast is Matt LeBlanc from Friends. And um, it stars him and a couple of uh, British actors. I think they wrote the show too, but I, I wouldn't. Is I it like a, really like a comedy, like a sitcom? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's hmm. a comedy. It's not like a episode, like it's not like 
like Seinfeld or Friends or The Simpsons where yeah. you know it has an overarching story throughout the whole thing. But the series is over. I finished the series finale over the weekend, and it was a lot of fun. I would recommend that one too. So I wrapped that up and watched a couple other little Futurama episodes, random stuff, but nothing, <laughs> nothing really. All the good depth. stuff yeah. you got to do. Very nice. But well, yeah, watch episodes. It's good. <laughs> um, it's on Netflix. So for me, I've been watching a few different things. It was uh, my wife and I's anniversary, and she's a big Disney lover, so I took her to see Aladdin, which was pretty good. I liked it. Um, watched. I've been watching Chernobyl on you know, recommendation of Casey, and we're looking at maybe talking a little bit more about that in the future. I got distracted this week, guys, from watching that because I was watching <laughs> these other films. Yeah, it, <laughs> I, it, I haven't gotten around to so, it yeah. either. So. <laughs> so if you haven't gotten around to it, check it out. It is definitely worth it. I'll say that and also be looking for an episode in the future where we'll talk a little bit about that. And then also, it was a little bit ago, but I watched The Revenant for the first time, which was... Yeah, okay. We talked about that like the first time you watched it the other day. We were driving in a car and he was like, oh yeah, I watched this first time. I was like, I was kind of surprised he hadn't watched it. So maybe that's your guys' surprise that I hadn't watched Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. But like, I was like, have you not seen The Revenant? It's well, yeah, so, so I was just gone when like all the hype and everything about The Revenant uh, was happening. And when the Oscars for it went down, oh, I was out of the country, right? Okay. So I was not here. So, but then I had heard about it and heard word of mouth, but I didn't really look up anything. And I was watching the movie. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And That's the a long, beautiful movie. Oh, it's beautiful. I was looking and I was, you know, I'm the person who doesn't really like look up stuff about a movie before I watch it. I just watch it and I'm like, this is amazing. And I watched it. I'm like, the cinematography and the long shots, especially. I'm like, this uh -huh. is like so beautiful. And I look it up after. I'm like, oh my God, it's, it's Emmanuel Lubezki. Like, of course it's beautiful. Did you look, did and you he read, won an Oscar. Did you read some of the like production, um, like the, oh, the, yeah. the kind of drama that went by? on yeah, behind scenes so crazy yeah, just like it's super controversial that's almost like... as good as the movie itself <laughs> <laughs> that's true so anyways yeah so not to dwell too long on that because yeah, you cool. know that's that's old news but did watch it for the first time loved it yeah amazing super good mm -hmm. so anyways that's what we've been watching recently and you know coming out in theater soon we've got a couple of things toy story 4 is coming up child's mm -hmm. play is coming up uh dark phoenix was released recently so there's a lot of good movies. Make sure that you go, you know, to the theater in the summer now. That hopefully you've got some time, and check them out. Um, but yeah, so let's dive into Spider-Man: Homecoming. Of course, our episode today, and so we're talking about this obviously leading up to another summer movie, which is coming out pretty soon here on July second, which is Spider-Man: Far From Home. Obviously, the second of the Spider-Man movies. So, so comes out. Get all prepped up for that. Exactly. Watch get excited. And. I don't know. I guess if you haven't seen Endgame, you probably should watch Endgame. Right? <laughs> yes, that's, a, that's Wait, probably a pretty good I haven't good seen deal. that either. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, we went in the theater. <laughs> yeah, so Spider-Man Far From Home is coming soon, July 2nd. Check it out, and we'll get you all prepped for it with Spider-Man Homecoming. So like we do, some quick fun facts for you about Spider-Man Homecoming. It is the second highest grossing film that's ever been made about spider-man the first is spider-man 3 um wait is that the one with emo spider-man like spider-man 3 yeah with yeah like, like venom venom and, and you can uh, imagine why i mean it's coming off the high of spider-man 2 which is arguably one of the best superhero movies made uh i haven't watched it in years so don't know if it holds up but i remember it very fondly yeah. um so i can i mean i i had the same situation as you i was out of the country when spider-man 3 came out so I missed all the the drama when it when it released. Came home and tried to watch it, and I, I couldn't believe how bad that movie was. I, I hated <laughs> Spider Man three, but Spider Man two was so good 
that I can only imagine people jumping back in the theater just wanting more comic book stuff. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, this was before the whole MCU and everything like that. So uh-huh. superhero movies were all the we hype. And... Spider-Man and X-Men, maybe a couple Superman and Batman movies, and that's about it. Yeah, exactly. So that's why it was huge. So, But either way, though, it's also, it's, you know, Spider-Man 3 made $890 million and Spider-Man Homecoming was 880 So it's just Ooh. right there next to I it. I can't believe that didn't pass it. That's I know. It's like right there on the brink. Like, ugh. Huh. But yeah, so it's at 92% on Rotten Tomatoes for the tomato meter and 88% audience score. So overall, you know, good reactions from everyone. And the name Homecoming is both a nod to, you know, they're in high school and the homecoming dance, as well as Spider-Man's re-entry into the Marvel Universe after being with Sony for the other movies. So For five movies, I yeah. think, before that one? Well, because you got the three and then the two Amazing the Spider-Man, The two Andrew right? Garfield Amazing Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then just one more thing before we dive into it. Something that I didn't know was that in the original scripts, his mentor was supposed to be Nick Fury and not Tony Stark. Oh, that's interesting. So, super interesting. So That um, that would make sense. Sorry to interrupt you. That would make sense because I don't remember what cartoon series it was. Um, I think it's the one that was on Disney that kind of was taking inspiration from the Ultimate Spider-Man comics where he works a lot with Nick Fury. Like, it's kind of the same idea where he's a high school kid, the Avengers are a thing, and then Nick Fury figures he, like, finds out who he is and kind of recruits him and is training him to become an Avenger. So it would make sense that they they have this other show and kind of derive, you know, kind of get inspiration and stories from that. I like Tony Stark better, though. That, that relationship is awesome in this movie. Oh, I mean, definitely. It's such a big part of what happens in the whole Marvel Universe mm-hmm. from that point forward, right? So... I mean, everyone has their own opinions, but obviously for me, I think it was the right choice for to sure. go with the starting Tony Stark route. So, anyway, let's get into it. What did you guys think? Casey, I want to hear your thoughts. Brand new into this yes. movie. First viewing. <laughs> I I really liked it. I was, I got really into, like, he felt like a real teenager, right? Like, because... I knew that Andrew Garfield wasn't a teenager and Tobey Maguire, that guy looked like he was like 35. (laughs) And so it didn't make as much sense based off of what we know, right? And what we kind of thought about. Um, But I liked, I liked it. I liked the friendship, you know, that was there. The actual, like you're like high school was like what over 10 years ago now for me. And I see things and like, was I ever, was there ever strange moments of surprise, you know? And, and all of that kind of happens throughout this, this film. Like you feel like you're transported back to, I don't know, for some people it's the glory days. For me, it was just an okay time in my life, you know, but I, I liked it. And then I thought that, you know, I just forgot the guy's name who plays Spider-Man. Um, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. He's the guy who, who spoils every movie. Yeah. Yeah, he cannot <laughs> keep a secret. But he did really well, and, like, he fit the part of, like, he has those boyish looks, right? So he's okay to go out there and, like, look like a teenager it- and... Is he young, too? Uh, he's like 23 or something like that. Yeah, so he's 23 now. And that was something I was going to mention when Casey was talking about how it was a little bit more believable. He is the youngest actor to play Spider-Man because when he started, he was 20. 
versus when Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield started, that, they were 25 and 26. Oh, they were only 25 and 26. Yeah, they look they look older, they but look that was way older. That's like that's true. one of the running <laughs> that's like one of the running jokes on the internet, right? Is like you go back and you watch the high school scenes of the Tobey Maguire movies, and they look like they're 30 pretending to be high school kids. <laughs> it looks like it's like a bad year at a junior college, really. It's, yeah. like, <laughs> it's like what happened? I'm the movie. I'm Tom Holland here. No, but I loved it. Like. That was great. I liked the relationship there. And I liked the moment that they meet outside of the main story, right? And that kind of, like, was really cool. So, sorry. I spoiled well, yeah, we the can, whole film, but... We, we can get into more detail. Yeah, we like, can get into more detail, but, like, I loved it. I thought it was good. I, it fit the bill, and I'm not sad about yeah. what happened. Yes. So, we already mentioned, so obviously look out for spoilers ahead. But if you haven't seen it, make sure you go see Spider-Man Homecoming. Get it. Um, so that you can get ready for Far From Home and everything. So... Uh, we'll be diving in pretty deep to it right now. So that's the first reactions from Casey. I was super happy that he liked it. And honestly, with me, I think it's either the second or the third time that I've seen it. And I was surprised because I remember that I had liked it a lot, but I thought that I was like a little bit disappointed in a few parts. But when I watched it again, there was only a couple times where I was like, eh. But most of the time I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so much better than I remember it being even. So I was really surprised, super happy loved it uh vince who's i've kind before. of i've kind of noticed as i rewatch these marvel movies because i am a fanboy uh <laughs> i love comic book movies um but there's a lot that i watched the first time not including this one i loved this movie the first time i saw it, it still holds up but like dr strange when i first saw dr strange i was underwhelmed i was like this movie's not great went back and rewatched it and it was way better than i remember it being yeah. um this movie is fantastic like it, they do things different like we've like we've said we had five movies with spider-man and this one felt fresh um um the acting is so good on it like i i have very little bad to say about this movie i absolutely love it it's probably one of my favorite marvel movies that's definitely true i feel like what you said about it being fresh i've loved them having the vulture as the main villain in it because mm-hmm. that was I mean, in reading stuff online, that was sort of you part of their plan. You want to see Green plan. Goblin again for the exactly. third time. Exactly. Like the third time within like, <laughs> you know, like 10, 15 years seeing Green Goblin as the main villain, where obviously in the comics, you know, he's a huge part of it and mm-hmm. the main villain of Spider-Man pretty much. But it's just so old. You don't yeah. want to see that again, especially when they're revamping it. So I thought it was so nice to have a good new villain that, like you said, it just kept it really fresh, really new, just definitely way better. Yeah, the... Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm saying right there. Like it's covered. Like let's let's. Yeah, let's jump into yeah, let's, uh, let's jump, jump in. into it. Get sure. spoiler heavy. Exactly. So pretty spoiler heavy. Vince, go over to some of the. What do you think? Like your favorite parts of the movie are. Oh, um, oh, you put me on the spot because there's so much good. Like um, I absolutely loved the twist, which I don't want to get into yet. We'll we, a, I mean, we've dropped, we dropped it. I'm sorry, the, spoiled the, already, but, we'll but I want to talk about that later because it's towards the end of the movie. But that that part is so good. Um, also, when Spider Man, when Peter Parker is crushed by the building, was a highlight of the movie. Yes. Uh, just Tom Holland's performance in that scene is so good. Come on, and then, yeah, it's so awesome. Uh. And, like, every scene of this movie I loved. Like, everything that happened, down to the small little tiny details of, like, the moments in the high school of, like, of uh, Peter Parker and and his buddy, I can't remember his name. Ned. Ned. 
um, walking down the hall and seeing the two bad guys walking down the hall towards them. So they hurry and hide behind the wall. And then the two extras, these two little high school kids, <laughs> who the one high school kid shows up all the time, but he jumps behind the wall and in the background of the whole scene, they're in, they're back in a different room, like playing chess. And then at the end of the scene, the kid walks over, he like taps on the window, like, what are you doing? And he like looks back, he's like, chess you know like <laughs> moments like that they just stand out like there's just so much good on this movie everything just worked for me gosh yeah definitely agree there's so many different parts i like um one part for me that i really loved was just how much of it was a good representation of high school and like we sort of talked about before it actually felt like high school and not like mm -hmm. a bad year to junior college like we mentioned before <laughs> where really them walking down the halls and then being in gym doing the crunches like I could hear like the fitness gram pacer test would be like, you know, perfect in there or something like that. So, you know, it's all perfect. I it threw me back to high school. So just, you know, it put me in that mindset when he's really like that. And something also that's surprising is that the actor was younger, but also the Spider-Man was meant to be younger than the other ones. Cause in the other ones, he's either, you know, almost graduating or graduating like high school. Senior, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And in this one, he's meant to be 15. So he'd be like ninth or maybe 10th grade. You know, and so that, is that was definitely is that like a freshman. Yeah, uh, I yeah. think he's a freshman in this one. Yeah, definitely. And so that's I think that's sort of what they wanted because through the next few movies, they sort of build and keep going through high uh -huh. school, um, is what I saw a couple of places. So that was definitely good. Yeah, the friendships are are great. I, I'm a, like a, a fiend. I don't know what you want to say. I love friendships. I think that like that development of where can we go as friends and like that kind of trust where Ned, all he wants to be is like the man in the chair, right? He's yeah. like, gotta be back there. Gotta be behind the scenes. The and, and he's got like his two computers. He's like swindling back and forth, you know, swindling, swinging back and <laughs> forth, you know, and he's just going for it. And he's like psyched to be a part of it. Like he, he's like, you know, he just wants to be there. And then I thought that, and I think this is a, like a good quality of the film, but I liked how the teenager was like, like Peter Parker, he was like a real teenager, right? Mm -hmm. He like meddled around with a suit, did stuff that Tony Stark didn't want him to do. He's like, you mess with like a $20 million suit and you, you change it. You took off the parental controls or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, what do you have? Like a training wheel program? Is that what they call yeah. it? So, but one thing I really liked about this Spider-Man that we haven't seen in other films was the suit um, had like these eyes that like changed and went with it to like go with his expression. I think you see that in, in like the Civil War a little bit, uh -huh. but like this one, like you really get like participate with it and see it in a bigger light, and I love that. Like it shows that Spider Man isn't just like, and I, no one can see exactly. this, but I like stone it, face, right? Like it just it gives him expressions. You can actually tell what he's thinking, other than him saying what he's thinking or, or emoting. That actually brings me to a little game that I want to play with you guys. Um, my favorite, the thing that I kept, the reason why. I, pulled up my phone and started taking notes on this because I was so impressed, not only with the acting and with what was going on in the movie, but uh, when the moment the, the vulture shows up and he has this awesome costume yeah. and they were able to, like that's this is Marvel. Marvel is the best at translating these corny characters from the comic books, from the like 60s or whatever, you know, that look... Like, the vulture in the comic book is in a green leotard with some feathers around his neck. And they took this old little man from the comics with a green leotard and turned him into what we see in this movie. This, like, awesome giant wingsuit and uh, fighter pilot costume. It just looks awesome. And, and the Spider-Man costume, too. Like you are saying, they added... 
these details that I never even thought that we needed in the old movies, like the eyes moving and stuff. So that brings me to my little game. Um, I want to rank the four Spider-Man live-action spider suits. Uh, you I want the wrestling one. I want the one where he faces <laughs> the, the crusher in the original Spider-Man or whatever that game. I'm kidding. No, Bonesaw. <laughs> Bonesaw. <laughs> Bonesaw. Right? That's how he kind of like yeah, says Bonesaw it. Bonesaw like is ready. He's like going crazy. <laughs> With no, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. <laughs> he's wearing like a ski mask. That's the and... one. That's my nitpick. That's what this movie was missing. The one, the one problem with the whole movie is there was no Bonesaw. <laughs> no, so... So think about it for a minute. I, I kind of gave, gave you guys a heads up, but think about it for a minute and just um, one to four, you know, we'll, we'll count down four, three, two, and then one, and then give me your reasons why it's your number one. Um, we're going to do the Tobey Maguire suit, just the red one. We're not going to talk about the black one, even though the black one was just as cool. Yeah. Um, and then Andrew Garfield actually had two Spider-Man co- costumes um, for each of his movies, and they look a lot different, surprisingly different. I have a picture too here if, if you guys want to check it out. I think I'll post it on the Instagram too if anybody wants to jump over on the Instagram. Um, our Instagram feed is just at uh, pause, rewind, play podcast. So you can kind of see the picture there and, and let me know what you think in the comments, like which one's your favorite. Uh, so anyway, the, so there's the, the Tobey Maguire one, the two Andrew Garfield ones, and just the main Tom Holland uh, red and blue spider suit. Okay. Perfect. So just as a preface, I did. So we went and I went and I ranked mine. And even though we're sticking to these four, my real number one would obviously be the Mark II, the one in Endgame and Infinity War because it's got the cool. Oh, right. I didn't even think about that one either. That one is. No, so 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 the thing is that we want to stick to these four because there's obviously so many, but that's just in the Avengers. We're going to stick to the Spider-Man movies. And it does, it does show the Iron Spider suit in this movie, but he never wears it. But it's like the very end. So we'll stick away from it, but know that that's like my real number one. Right. So if you guys are ready, if you guys, one of you guys want to go or I can start us off. If you're ready, take it. Okay. Okay. So. Besides the Japanese Spider-Man, which we haven't <laughs> talked about, <laughs> I had to go over there. I'm sorry. I brought that. I brought us back like a minute. I'm sorry, but I, I'm just throwing us off here with this. I just want to bring a little fun. entertainment to the night. <laughs> How but dare you? I think like going down from four, right? Like, uh, here's a photo. I'll hold up too, okay, so you can yeah. kind of look at so, him while you're talking. Like. I really like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man suit because it had more dimensions to it, I feel, because it like kind of gave us a little bit more like detail, and that was probably mm-hmm. because they had to do it for cinematography in the early 2000s, right? Probably needed that hand. I don't really like the original Andrew Garfield like suit at all, so that'd be my number four, mm-hmm. like his least favorite. And then I would go with Tobey Maguire's as number three just because it's, it's older. Yeah, I'm a little bit nostalgic about it, I liked Andrew Garfield's from Amazing Spider-Man 2. Like, I thought that was really good. And then I'm, I'm a fan of Tom Holland's like suit in this movie because so many features. And it wasn't just like... It wasn't just like a spandex crusader running around, right? Tony Stark put a lot of effort, like going back to this mentorship thing, right? Tony Stark put a lot of effort into this suit and how it could best protect this teenager, right? And so the look of it, I love... I like the logo of the spider a little bit better. Um, I think it's more of like a throwback to the classic logo, but it's slightly different. But I could be wrong. 
Like no, I, I think you're right. Uh, I think me. especially on the back. I don't have a photo of the back of the suit, but I, no. I can't remember. Is it kind of a fatter spider? Yeah, it's a fatter spider, I think. It's not like that skinny, like, yeah. On the homecoming one? one. Uh-huh. So on the on the back, I don't... Does he have one on Maybe the back? For this? Like, I think I in this one, now. he doesn't. And that's the thing that I was... It was pretty hard to pick my number my number one because... So just to recap real quick. Sorry to cut you off, Josh. Yes, no, you're good. Casey, you want to just go one to four? Number Yeah, number one, Tom Holland's. Okay. Number two is the second Andrew Garfield one from The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Number three, Tobey Maguire because of the nostalgia mm-hmm. and the dimensions of it. And then number four is like the very first... The Amazing, like, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man one. That one's, like, okay. that one's hideous. Like it's a shame it was made. Yeah, I'm not a big fan either. <laughs> <laughs> I would completely agree. That is also my number four. Is the one from the first Amazing Spider-Man, which, like, let's be honest, they obviously had plans. That's the only reason that, you know, and it was a pretty good story that the Amazing Spider-Man uh-huh. got the Amazing Spider-Man two, the sequel. But the suit was obviously the worst one. Um, I looked at it and I really wanted to put Tobey Maguire's at number two, but I just couldn't. It was good. And I liked it, and I thought the color was a lot better than the first Andrew Garfield one, but I had Tobey Maguire's at number three. And then at number two, I had The Amazing Spider-Man 2. So Andrew Garfield's, I just loved. I'm pretty sure it was that one where on the back of his, it's just like the really big, like Mm -hmm. pretty much like The Amazing Spider-Man like logo, you know, the really long one. That one goes like all down his back, and I love that one. It was really hard for me, but then... Number one is the Tom Holland one because I just love the color of it was really, really good. And even though that they're there, like the spider like webs and stuff aren't just like distracting and they're not like 3D and like, you know, that you could like be rubbing it up and it'd be like, Uh you know, Uh like (laughs) Like if you did that. (laughs) And so I love that it just it looked so smooth, just like spandex pretty much. So it was really easy. But then there was also, you know, without you even seeing it, all this technology built into it from Tony Stark. So. I thought that it was, even though it was pretty hard, I thought it was a pretty easy decision to say, hey, you know, they're doing good things with it. The Spider-Man Homecoming one is definitely my favorite suit. And I just realized mm-hmm. that Casey's and mine were the exact yeah, same. Yeah, you have the exact <laughs> same order. Brothers! <laughs> and my, mine's fairly close with one with one difference, and that's my number one, number two. Um, like you guys said, Amazing Spider-Man 1's costume, it was a good, I thought I liked it. Went back and looked at the pictures, and it's kind of weird. It's got the... The darker colors that I liked, but the eyes is where it lost me. The eyes mm-hmm. are kind of like skinny and gold. Did he make those out of sun, like sunglasses? Is how he built it, right? I like, think in the movie he did. Yeah. It's been so long since I've watched yeah. him. And then uh, the Tobey Maguire one's a classic. It's my number three. It looked great for the time, but we've come a long way. Uh, my number two is actually the Tom Holland one. And this this was a hard decision for me because the Tom Holland one's cool. Um, I do like what they added to it. I love all the gadgets, but. I grew up on a Spider-Man that didn't have all those crazy gadgets. He had like a spider tracker and maybe like a spider drone in the in the animated series, yeah. and that's about it. Mm-hmm. So like adding all these like gadgets and stuff is cool for this new version, but I'm kind of a, a fan of him just like him and his web slingers kind of coming out, you know, getting these scraps and kind of. He's coming more out. of a scrappy superhero, mm-hmm. like... and not not he doesn't have to rely on these gadgets. But I think I think it's been a while since I mean I haven't caught up with the comics, but I think in these new comics he's kind of like that. Like he has a lot of these gadgets, so it's like, it's it's similar to the times. But my favorite one is the Amazing Spider-Man Two one. Uh, I love the colors of it. Like you're saying, it it kind of looks like it has some texture. I don't, I don't. That's not why I love it, but it does kind of pop a little bit more on screen. Whereas the Tom Holland one can kind of look almost a little C- too CGI, not not quite real. It does look sort of like that's 
part of why not as like a like a contradiction i was like oh that's sort of cool because it almost yeah. looks like a comic like yeah. on the screen so and I'm like, I, that's cool yeah, but I then there's that. both because then it looks really real mm-hmm. which is super awesome but the reason i mean there's two reasons why i did this one those reasons i said also the big eyes i think are so they look so good on the mask they're just big and wide um and then there's something that i remembered and i'm going to talk about this too in my nitpicks a little bit but uh in the Amazing Spider-Man Two, the one good thing uh, there's a couple good things that came out of that movie, <laughs> but was it was when 3D movies were a big thing and they were trying to do like perspectives, mm-hmm. and they had like they did like the, I can't remember the opening sequence, but they had him like jumping off buildings and swinging through New York and stuff. And we I remember about, like the first person type experience, mm-hmm, right? I commented on that earlier today. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, but but I want to talk about this too as we get in a little more because I thought that was clever. Like, and that, I don't want to, like, shush under the rug because, obviously, we're talking about a different movie. Right. But I wanted more of that in this film. And so, like, This is one of my nitpicks. Yeah, so like, we I can talk that. about this more, but, like, <laughs> I want to talk about that. Well, I'll hurry and just wrap up my point here. Uh, I remember watching that scene of Amazing Spider-Man 2 of the first time he jumps off the building and he does kind of that dive down into the city. And I remember his suit kind of fluttered in the wind. And I was like, that's cool. That makes it feel real. The suit looks awesome. The fluttering's there. And you don't get that with the Tom Holland CGI suit. So that's kind of my, I I wish that it had, like, I love the eyes, but I wish that it had the emotion that Tom Holland suit does. But but I think it's still my favorite one. Awesome. Sweet. So like Vin said, make sure to check out the post that we'll throw up on Instagram and comment which one is your favorite because... We'll definitely want to hear it because we got some pretty similar. Obviously, we all mm-hmm. agree that the first Amazing Spider-Man was the lowest. But if you think that it's the best, <laughs> tell us why. We want to know. We yeah. want to hear it. Uh, perfect. So let's go into some more some more nitpicks. What do you guys? So yeah, like I said, my first nitpick. I mean, it's so it's so small because sorry, I feel like I've been talking a lot, but um, I'll kick it off to you, Casey. Uh, it's cool that we got a different perspective of Spider-Man away from the tall buildings. But now that we've had so much like distance between the Amazing Spider-Man series and this new one coming out, I miss the swinging through the tall cities. Yeah, well, think about it. Spider-Man's character is primarily like right; he's just downtown all the time. That's where he is from, and kind of his like hood—I don't know what you want to call it, like his region. I don't know his <laughs> his block, his block, his like <laughs> layer. I don't know, like his nest, his web, whatever. But <laughs> sure. Whatever you want to call it, like his place that he protects. But yeah, I miss that. I felt like I liked all the big, you know, like when Tom Holland climbs the the Washington Monument or whatever. Is that what that is called? The Washington Monument? Yeah. He climbs. And so I liked where he climbs that and he like you get the big feeling. Like you kind of get that headway and you're like, oh man, we're up here high. But it wasn't like in that first person where like I'm going with. Like this is I'm I'm in the journey with you as mm-hmm. you're falling right because that's that was the feeling you got and I'm curious if that was because that was around the time GoPros were getting really big and maybe that was a way to you know show off first first hand footage what you could show your family to take them along with you when you uh-huh. did something stupid in Bali I don't know but like what <laughs> I liked about it and what I wish that there was more of in this movie is that first person web slinging flying through feeling. Cause I miss that. I'll like just like you. Where's my tall buildings and everything? And it makes me wonder if, I mean, he's so new to being Spider Man, and he was like so scared of being up high. It makes me wonder if he's ever, if he's even been downtown climbing up on those buildings yet. Because well, he, I'm, he's like freaking out up there, you know, like oh I'm high, you know, oh I could die up here, I'm high. 
Like, don't you think he'd kind of be used to that if he was up swinging through downtown New York on all those tall buildings? Well, he or? is in a couple of scenes where he's up higher, but he's not on the tallest buildings, right? Yeah. Like, he's above the... No, yeah, he's just, like, on a water tower that's, like, above, uh-huh. like, a little apartment building and a little thing like that. So and I guess he doesn't really have... On the monument, he doesn't really have anything to catch other than that you one only building. Got the well, building. his parachute is gone too, right? He has but he didn't know he had the parachute until halfway oh, yeah. through the movie yeah. when it popped out and he almost drowned. That's yeah. true. We haven't even talked about tombs yet. Sorry, I, <laughs> okay, I talked so, about his costume. And, so sorry, right sorry, there's just we get so there, much good of this movie. I was definitely, I was definitely on board with you guys. I wrote something that was sort of similar that I'm like, I can totally apply that. So one of the only things where I was looking at like the nitpicking was sort of that same sort of thing that when they're going one of my favorite scenes is the scene on the ferry boat right just cuts the boat mm-hmm. in half and then he has to do everything he can to be able to you know web it back together and eventually tony Stark has to come and help him the thing that i missed right there was sort of that same thing where you see him and even though it's not swinging from a towel building i just love that first person perspective and like a long take of him you know swinging and doing things because I was watching it and I was like, you know, this could really be a lot better because it was just a lot of quick, rapid shots one after another of him doing this and that, uh-huh. like really fast, trying to do it together. And I thought if they just had like one long take of him swinging up and down and some side to side and the camera just followed him along like that, I feel like it would have been a much cooler shot and people would have talked about that like, oh my gosh, like on the ferry boat when uh-huh. you know, it showed him doing that. So I think the same thing there, but then also in the city, like you guys said. But I mean, it made for some great jokes, like when he when he leaves the party and he's running over to go find the explosion and he runs out into the golf course and he goes and he shoots his web and then it like pulls back and there's nothing out there and just kind of goes off into the darkness. He's just kind of like, oh, and he just starts sprinting across the thing, you know, and it's cool to see Spider-Man out of his Spider-Man out of his element. Yeah. Like you don't really get that in any of the other ones. So I get why they did it. I just kind of miss it. Yeah, Definitely. There's good things both ways. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when during that same sequence where he was running and everything, I loved all of the, you know, the John Hughes references where he yeah. goes to the backyard and they're playing Ferris They're actually Bueller. playing Ferris Bueller yeah. in the backyard. <laughs> and, like, he literally just did, like, the thing they were watching, like, 10 seconds before the shot yeah. was, like, the exact same. <laughs> loved it. So many... it. Whoever's idea what it was to make this uh, John Hughes-style high school movie is a genius. Genius. Amazing. Two thumbs way up from me really hard to get but i can do it sometimes (laughs) but yeah like you mentioned vince let's talk about tombs what were some of our favorite things about Uh, the vulture or nitpicks sorry i got i got two more nitpicks and they're very very small okay sweet um before we go into to who stands out um one was the the way the swinging through the city uh two was the girl who plays michelle i think her name is zendaya so mj yeah yeah mj she's a great actress little too woke sometimes for me like like all of all of her lines are kind of like oh, i want to go protest oh i want to do this i just kind of want to well, see she's her. like she's like a nihilist right yeah. i'm pretty sure that's what i read so oh, okay she she's great in this movie like zendaya is a great actress and i'm really looking forward to her in the next one because i think they're going to play up that relationship more i just didn't there, there wasn't a lot of her in this and the only stuff that you saw was kind of that and so i kind of yeah. want to see her re- kind of like act with peter a little bit more and uh, my only other thing was the uh, Karen, his suit lady. Uh, again, I grew up with a Spider-Man who inner monologues and talks to himself a lot, and that doesn't work for movies, so I get it. <laughs> but <laughs> he's kind of like a mini Tony Stark now with his suits, with his, all of his gadgets. Small nitpick, still love the movie. Kind of, I don't know, it's fine. 
it's great. Yeah, exactly. that's all my nitpicks. <laughs> and then I did have one more when I was thinking about it in nitpick was that the very, very end, and this is where I remember like a bit of my disappointment coming from, the very end fight on the beach when they're fighting each other, I just thought it was a little bit anticlimactic because there's so many good fights and up on the plane uh-huh. and when the plane's coming down, everything is just amazing. I just thought it was a pretty lame way to end it that, he gave Peter the choice when he was in the car earlier. He's like, you leave my business alone or I'll kill your family and everyone you care about. And then all of a sudden they're down on the beach and he's like, oh, dude, look at this box. I'm going to fly away with this box while like my wing seat is like blowing up. Uh-huh. And so like I get it. It was all cool that it showed that Spider-Man was a good guy and he saved this guy even though they were like fighting and trying to kill each other. I just thought it was so dumb that he had Peter and could have literally killed him. But then he's like, oh, hey, like, I'm going to grab this box of stuff and fly away. And then well, Peter saves him. And I, I didn't like that. That was me. I think, I think where you have to look at it in that regards and aspects is he talks about what's the most important thing to him. And he's like, he's like, like, right, he's a bird, right? And that's like the ideas of him, like, having the thing of the bird. Like, he's just taking something home to feed his family. Yeah, so he's a, like, a that's scavenger, really, right? Scavenger, yeah. So that's like his thing. But, yeah, it was weird. Like, I love the fighting in the air and then on the plane. And then, you're, you're right, it was a little anticlimactic. But I think that that builds into, like, the bigger story of what we're going to see of this Peter Parker mm-hmm. and this Spider-Man. So, that's, that's just me, right? No, like, I liked the idea that, you know, it shows that he is a really good guy and ends up saving his life because he would have died if he wasn't there. I just, he could have killed him super easy. He was, like, pass out on the ground. It's what he mm-hmm. said he was going to do. And obviously, you know couldn't actually kill him i was just thinking story-wise that was one of my only like disconnects that i thought was could have been a little bit better but it definitely brought in some good things that you know like casey said is important to the spider-man that we have today so yeah anyways what do we want to talk about with who stood out for you guys let's talk about tombs should we talk about tombs (laughs) michael keaton let's talk about that twist oh my gosh so casey you didn't see it in theater no, I did not. I want to hear your reaction to that, that moment. I called it, though. Why I did you? It. I called it. That was we the first were... thing. I turned around to Josh. I was like, oh, yeah, I knew this. And he was like, what? I was waiting for you to like be mm. surprised. I was like, I figured it no, out. No, I was here. waiting the whole movie. And Casey said he had been thinking about it. But it also wasn't just BS because literally wow. as Peter Parker was walking up to the door, Casey was like, what if her dad is that guy, the vulture? <laughs> and I was like, are you serious? I've been waiting for I this moment. I movies like that. You know, like, I'll be honest with you. Like, I kind of... Okay, so let's talk about Tombs, like, from the very beginning when you see him, right? So he has a contract to, like, clear up all this scrap metal, right? And he's, like, just doing a hard day's work, right? Like, he might be a little bit skeezy back then, but I don't really know if he was to the extent he becomes, right? And then in comes the government with Tony Stark's folks. They're like, nope, can't be here. Sorry, if you have a problem, take it up with our superiors. No questions asked. And he like, you know, then uh-huh. he has to become this thing out of necessity, I think. Because when you're pushed and forced into a corner of what you believe is like what's going to work for you, you're going to do anything. And that's kind of where his like mentality towards his family comes in and where he wants to provide and take care of. And he probably has to live a lie and fabricate this huge BS story mm-hmm. to his like wife and kid. He's like, Oh yeah, just your local scrapyard boy. Just mm-hmm. hustling hard. Like, what are you doing? Stealing cars off the street, man. You can't live in a house like that. Just 
bumming scrap metal as far as I understand. Maybe, I don't know, I'm not a scrapper, but you don't live in a house like that and drive those cars just like that. Right. Um, but no, he really stood out the whole film. And like the actor, Michael Keaton, great guy. But like his, like, if I had not known who he was as an actor, I would have been fully convinced that's the way he was all the time. Oh, his performance in that scene, like, it's it's so good. Um, I saw this in theaters. Which scene and, are you talking about? Sorry, the sorry, twist, the twist. The twist. The, the so so when you sorry, find I out way far out of there. When when so. Peter shows up, knocks on the door, and Adrian Toomes, played by Michael Keaton, is standing there, who's been built up as this menacing bad guy through the whole thing. Turns out it's Peter's girlfriend's dad. Everyone in the theater gasped, in- including myself, audibly. <gasps> no, I flipped out. <laughs> you know, like, I flipped out, for sure. Yeah, same way, right? Such a cool twist, and the payoff of Michael Keaton's acting is what made it work so be- so good. Because it could have been just like that one moment of just like, oh wow, it's him, you know. But that just that entire next like what five minute, ten minute stretch of. The, the just like the realization the creeping reali- in yeah and just Michael Keaton the way he plays it and like when he realized that Peter is Spider-Man and the way that he just like is thinking through it all and the, it just so tense for that entire uh-huh. scene taking pictures with the parents and everything and Peter's like watching him like I felt uncomfortable sitting it like and this is my second time through I've, I've seen this movie before I knew it was coming but I still fe- felt that just like I felt like I was there I felt like I was Peter that tense like and I think it's just all thanks to Michael Keaton. That guy is such an amazing actor. He pulled it off so well. No, yeah, definitely. And I know what you're talking about, the whole feeling uncomfortable, but it like adds to it so much when they're sitting in the car and you can just see him oh, looking yeah. in the rear view mirror and he's like, as old Spider-Man. Yeah. And you're oh, just like, so oh. gosh, he's so amazing. Like, Definitely for me, I love Tom Holland and I think that he's like the best Spider-Man that they could have picked, mm-hmm. but Michael Keaton's got to be like my standout performance of the mm-hmm. entire movie. Like, such an amazing performance he's been in so many great things but just i loved it so much yeah he really like he took the cake man like he he should get something for that i bet he got a fat paycheck obviously but (laughs) he uh yeah he made the film and i i think that that's something sometimes we lack is a villain with a lot of depth right who is consistent like his behavior is the same and even when he's like being trying to be like this sweet sugary dad right you can just it's the same. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel any change. Like I was like, wow, this guy. Hey, Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just like hey, calling names. And then like he drops the glove box, yanks out the, the pistol, gun. and like just casually sticks up there. He's like, listen, you can, like Josh said, you can drop it. We can forget this ever happened. Got to protect my family. Or, you know, we're going to hash this out. And in the end, as we've talked about, like they hash it out. But... Yeah, he did good. And you have to, like you said, like you have to give credit where credit is due. Tom Holland, like getting, you know, whatever you want to call it, like his, oh, what is this? Like he's working with the guy, right? Like he's working with yeah. Tombs and his reverse acting like is so good. Like his reactions to everything, the feeling, you feel what he feels. Because I remember like going to, you know, a date's house and being uncomfortable. But can you imagine like the, the heaviness of like, Ugh, sick uh, probably yeah. like he probably wasn't like like he bails on the dance in the end right but he yeah. was just like Ugh. yeah and that that that's says something for tom holland's acting too like you were saying like tom holland this 20 year old kid is holding his own with robert downey jr and michael keaton 
and and is is keeping up with them you know like that says something for his acting which also says something else for michael keaton that he stole the show over over the the perfect actor for spider-man yeah um i do want to shout out tom holland's uh performance when he gets crushed by the uh i talked about it before by the building Amazing. uh i teared up the first time i saw that in the theater like i mean i didn't like cry or anything but i remember like i felt that like i felt sad for him and his his reaction of like um crying for help you know it's like he he really felt like a kid that was at the the end of his rope you know really thought he was gonna die calling for for someone to come help me and then coming to that realization that he's like i'm spider-man i can do this and he's, how he's like pushing him, he's like come on spider-man come on spider-man like he does great too yeah. i just i think michael keaton I think he's the standout in this movie. Definitely. I think we're all in agreement there. Shout out, Michael Keaton. Of course, we know you're probably listening to this. At some <laughs> point, so. yeah, of course he is. <laughs> exactly. He's a, he's a weekly listener of ours. <laughs> <laughs> um, amazing. So, yeah. So, definitely love that. Um, I just sort of, you know, sort of building off of that movie into our final thoughts of the movie. I just mm-hmm. loved how... Even though I, I agree with you, Vince, as far as like you know, Spider Man, he's like got all these new gadgets, and there's someone talking to him and the thing. And so, even though it's not the classic Spider Man, I think that something that's super important that I loved in this movie is that he earned being Spider Man by oh, the yeah. whole entire that part where he like has to lift like the building off of him, and when he has the final fight and he goes up on the plane he does it in like his sweatshirt and goggles like jumpsuit without any yeah. tony stark stuff what, what is it tony says like uh if you're, if you're nothing with what was it if you're nothing without the suit then you shouldn't have it or something like yeah, that if yeah and so yeah. that's what pushes him you know that he really should be able to do it and so that's, that's where awesome. i that's, that's where cool i'm message. like it's okay that you know like he has all this new stuff now because i like mm-hmm. the new stuff and it gives for a lot of cool things because he earned it he did what he had to for do sure. he defeated the main villain of this movie at least without it and so i feel for like sure. he earned it like he's spider-man come on spider-man like and perfect. i i agree 100 percent. like it's such a small nitpick i had to find something to nitpick you know and i was like <laughs> so good oh not my spider-man like i love this version of spider-man um the the interaction that he had with karen was great the the suit lady you know it's <laughs> great uh so it it works i i just it's such a small tiny thing that i that i like i'm used to having from a kid i love this new version i loved i want to see more of this new version um again keep it up uh marvel with your costume designs spider-man with a yellow uh suit and hoodie spider-man with hoodies apparently is just looks awesome they did it with this and they did it with into the spider-verse too yeah. uh this movie's just fantastic um and everyone should watch it. I guess that's that's really all I have to say about it. Like, this can, is can this I, one of my favorites. Can I bring something? Up? I've been wanting to say this, and I keep forgetting about it. So this is going back to our our suit conversation earlier, and something we've actually missed talking about. But I brought up the scene, but I didn't talk the features of the scene that I'm loving right uh-huh. now, which is they brought back the webs under the arms oh, so yeah, you can yeah. fly a little bit. Uh, yeah. Like that, I I thought about that when I saw. It. I was like. What is that? And I had to like look like later in the night when I was like just reviewing and researching a little bit more. And that's something that they they've taken out of all of the movies. Like mm-hmm. those have not been any of in any of the films and it actually showcases that they they really put a lot of thought like going into your costume design and talking about that. Like that is probably 
the best decision they could have made because it's a throwback to the comics, mm-hmm. right? The early comics. So it's it's just really good. And yeah, I'm sorry I got sidetracked and taking us back. But also, I want to like ask a question of you guys and tell me what you guys think. So in the 2003 Spider-Man, which I think is the first one that came out of okay. the, with Tobey Maguire, Maguire, right? And this is just kind of my closing thoughts on everything. Do you think, like, the Uncle Ben and Aunt May, right? They were a mm. pretty big part of the film. But in this one, I didn't necessarily feel that Aunt May was as hefty as a character as the other film, right? Like, it's, like, I didn't feel like, I felt like she was just a concerned aunt, you know? But she wasn't, like, involved. Like, I felt no. Yeah, and, and I'm okay with that because we've yeah. seen it. Like, it's like the Batman story. We've seen his parents die so many times. You don't need to see it again. We know. Yeah. You know, and... And they've done the Aunt May Peter story so many times, we, we get it. And I think they just want to do something new with it. Yeah. I, I would assume. And so she's there enough that it's still Spider Man and he's still Aunt May. They didn't mention yeah. Uncle Ben no at Uncle all. Ben. Which is, you know it's some a people are like, you know, it's good, it's new, it's fresh. But also with the whole integration into the Marvel universe, the story has to focus more on that yeah. and what Peter is doing for that instead of his backstory because but they did find a cool way to cover it, like and his origin story too. They found a really cool way to cover it in in Ben is is that his name? I, I keep Uncle getting Uncle Ben. No, sorry. Um, his his friend. I keep forgetting Ned. 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 Yeah. In in Ned, like Sweet asking him questions. You know, like how did you get your powers? You got bit by a spider. If can I get bit too? Did it hurt? I don't want to. Wait, yes I do. You know, like and and you <laughs> learn dead, throughout this like really quick comedy bit. Yeah, like you you learn the rules yeah, and and even smart. like Peter brings up Uncle Ben without actually saying Uncle Ben. It's just like, oh yeah, Aunt May, she's been through a lot, and we yeah. know the story. We all know the story so well that we get it. We know what she went through. So I don't, I don't feel like it was missing it. I feel like they passed over it quickly. Yeah, we, and I without guess we didn't really have to it. dwell on it as much. And maybe like I was just feeling nostalgic, kind of uh-huh. like you were talking earlier. Yeah. Oh yeah. But. Yeah, I, I'm not opposed to it. I was just like kind of curious if anyone else felt like that was different enough that I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, what happened? But when I guess like when you recap that, because remember I just watched it for right. the, first time, the first time, distracted by my dog pausing the movie three times. <laughs> but yeah, I guess like looking at it now, like after kind of that communication, I I guess I feel complete because I I forgot completely about the interaction uh-huh. where he's talking about his origin and going out. So thank you for refreshing me, and I guess like. That is the end of my thoughts on <laughs> this movie. I would recommend it. And uh, I'm excited for the next one now that I've seen this so recent that mm-hmm. I feel that when I go to this next movie, because I was going to go no matter what, like if I'd seen this first one or not, because I was like, I've watched the other movies. Like I'm fine with going, but this, this will help. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. And so, I mean, not to go too far too long here but what do you guys think as the new one is coming out what do we expect to see just in some quick thoughts from far from home that we think needs to happen for it to succeed uh i don't know um i want to know how he reacts to tony's death kind of play that out uh i think that'll be kind of an interesting thing and i am i'm most interested in the mysterio story Uh, i i think jake gyllenhaal has been an actor who needs to get into these movies and uh, it'll be interesting to see the because the, the trailer makes him out to be a good guy so it'll be interesting to see kind of where they take that yeah exactly like i am super excited for the jake gyllenhaal part and i think that they need to be smart about what they do with the after effects of endgame and the snap and people being gone for five years and then yeah. coming back like you have to play it smart and if you play it smart 
it can be a super interesting story and can give you really mm-hmm. good, you know, layers because, you know, they're in high school and when, you know, Thanos snapped, there's no way that every single one of his friends stayed. Like some people are going to be five years older and some people are going to be five years younger. Like how do they handle that? If you just gloss over that, that's just, you know, not cool. But if they do go into that in depth, I feel like that's going to be super interesting mm-hmm. and they can play it really well, be really smart. I'm excited. Ditto. No, uh, I, I'm excited to see how they do, especially like where Josh is talking. We've talked about this before. And so that's something I've been curious about is how they are going to play the continuation of the universe. Like we're missing a couple of superheroes. Like they're dead. They're dead. I'm using quotation marks because their contracts died out. But, <laughs> but really it's, I'm curious to see really what's next for the whole world, the universe, right? Because there's a lot of changes can happen, and now he's going to be playing with different, you know, it's it's a different game now, right? The the world has changed, mm-hmm. and I saw today some spoilers for the next suit. I don't know if I want to talk about it or if I should, but it looks kind of like he's some sort of like, it's like black on black. It's like a really yeah, tight like looking a stealth suit or something. Yeah, it's a, it looks cool. So I'm excited to see kind of where our story is leading us, like what part of the universe, the world, wherever it's going to take us. Cause I want to know now. So yeah, really that's, I'm trying not to like get too deep into it. Cause I know that there's so much you could talk about, but really yeah. like, uh, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, guys. Perfect. So that is what we're waiting for, for Spider-Man far from home coming out in just three weeks. So be sure to check us out on Spotify, Instagram, however you listen to this, let us know. Uh, what you think? What were your reactions to Homecoming? What you're excited for? Yeah, again, for the, Far From Home. The the uh, Instagram account is the Pause Rewind Play Podcast. Super simple. Jump over there, give us a follow. That's where we will kind of interact with with the audience most. Yeah, exactly. Follow us on there. We'll be posting a few things about this, about our upcoming episodes. Which this next week we will be reviewing. I am Mother. It's a movie that's new and it's available right now on Netflix. So be sure to go check that out. Um, looks awesome. Looks so awesome. I watched the trailer today. I hadn't heard about it and they showed me the trailer and I'm like, okay, we're doing this movie no matter what you guys say. Looks awesome. Check it out on Netflix so that you can, you know, go along with us next week and with your thoughts on I Am Mother. So be sure to check us out uh, streaming and, you know, if you liked what you saw, subscribe, what you heard. Give us a review as well. Like if you, if you, the only way for us to get better or improve these is also for feedback, right? And this is new mm-hmm. to us, so we could use the feedback. But remember, I'm a little fragile. Don't be too harsh. No, I'm just kidding. You can, <laughs> you can let us know. And if you feel like, hey, I don't want to like post this publicly, like just message us. Like we're like real people. We'll communicate back to you. But be honest and let us know what we can do because we're looking to improve and grow this out really to something that people really genuinely are excited to listen to. So thank you for tuning in with us. And anything else we got to cover? No, I think we're good. No. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to the Pause, Rewind, Play podcast. And we'll talk about movies with you.